It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. recording so let's just get it going all right team bear sports podcast jackson kevin back for another episode um didn't record last week so i'll guess recap the bears beat the patriots in prime time which was shocking to a lot of people i uh, just a quick summary of that justin fields looked good the bears played well everyone was happy good to see now this game crazy four and a Crazy five days, right? <laughs> yeah, this has been like the most action-packed like Bears week in a long time. So, oh, probably ever. Well, what do you want? Do you want to start out with the Cowboys game? Let's uh, chronological. Or do you want to start with trades? I think we gotta okay. start with the trades. All right. Well, the biggest one, Roquan Smith traded to the Baltimore Ravens for a second round and a fifth round pick. Yep. Then we had Robert Quinn being traded to the Eagles before the game for a fourth-round pick. And then the Bears go out and acquire Chase Claypool from Pittsburgh for the Bears, not the Ravens, second-round pick. So got rid of Roquan and Quinn, and we gained a receiver in Chase Claypool. So which one do you want to start with first there, Jack? Uh, I mean, I feel like the Roquan and Clay. Clay, uh, they're kind of tied together because you're basically swapping pits. Yeah, no, Qu- Quinn was like, you knew, you knew it was coming. Like no one, like yeah. everyone, kind of expected him. I to mean, be- I was surprised they were able to get a fourth round draft pick. Oh yeah, and I mean, you, you take that. T- I know it's a low ranking fourth round draft pick, but it's still a fourth round draft pick. You know, that's how many times do you hear, you know, between the third and the fifth round is where you build your teams. Um, you know, I I think. I was surprised as anyone that the Bears traded Roquan Smith. But I feel like they kind of made up for that today. Yeah. um, You know, I love Roquan. He was my favorite player on the team. But, you know, he was having a great year. However, he was good trade bait, meaning that, like, one, Baltimore needed a guy. Um, You sell him high. You know, it's like you, you did get a second and fifth, and people are like, well, you should have got a first-round draft pick. Listen, no one ever gets a first-round draft pick for a yeah. sideline. Christ, Christian McCaffrey didn't even get a first-round pick in return. Yeah, and, like, the Bears were probably never going to re-sign him. And a franchise tag is always risky. Um, there were some things I was a little worried about with Roquan this year. Uh, it seemed like a few times, probably about three or four plays this year, where he whiffs on, like, a big third down, you know, where there's just, like, an easy tackle, and he wants to be paid, you know, 30, 35-plus. And, you know, those guys make those tackles. Yeah. Um, You know, the the play with Tyrod Taylor. I'm sorry, Tyrod Taylor is a 13, or I'm sorry, 12-year pro. You got to make that play on him, man. Yeah, there has been a few instances of, like, not getting the first hit on the, like, ball carrier and then they pick up the first down yeah you know, like there's that and like, a couple other times that I, I can think of in the top of my head where he like i mean he was having a 
he's having a good year, and I think obviously people are like, well, he's leading the league in tackles. But to be fair, like their front seven's not that good. Yeah, they're getting through, so someone's got to make a play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even in the top three tackler tacklers this week, right? Eddie Jackson was with set or with eleven, and he also had seven solo tackles. Um, Brisker had nine, and I think Morrow had five. So you know, you add up all those tackles, and that meant like people are getting into that second layer. Um, you know, obviously, I think Roquan probably got hurt a little bit moving to a four three, or I'm excuse me, um, yeah, four three. You know, and playing you know that will side linebacker. Uh, you know, his, his sack numbers are, what, like four and a half, which is pretty good. But it comes down to, I don't, I don't think they ever viewed him going forward because I, if you have $35 million in the cap, that's what they're thinking for next year. And he wants 30 You know, the Bears historically have always invested so heavily in defense where they had nothing on offense. Mm-hmm. And... Polls in a matter of, you know, 24 hours have kind of changed that. Yeah, and, like, not expecting this. You know, we still have glaring problems on the line, and the, the, the defense is, was bad. Like, I know that they've played, they've played well. They've over, up until this point against Dallas, they've kind of played out of their coverage. You know, they, they played really well, you know, yeah. not giving up a touchdown in the second half or however many games it was. But if you think about it, like, I know that the trading away Quinn and trading away Roquan, like, your front four and then you have your linebackers are question marks. You don't know who's going to be in that group. But you're, if you think about it, your secondary is pretty much locked down. Like, you, it's probably going to be those four guys out there again next year. So yeah. it's, not like, it's not like you have to, like, rebuild the entire defense. You just have to you know, get linebackers, D linemen. You know, you have the you have the off season. You have all these picks that we have. We're on the flip side. We have all that, but we also gained Chase Claypool, who is you know another big body that Justin Fields, who has played great the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and has just shown steady progression. That hopefully you get to see that kind of chemistry build. Yeah, I, I think the move the is. The season. The move is basically saying we trust Justin. Here is a weapon. Let's see how we can evaluate him in the last nine weeks. Right? We're at the halfway point of the year, or just just about. Um, and, you know, if, you know, you see Darnell Mooney continues to get better week after week. You know, Cole Komet has actually looked pretty good this year with his catches and yards. Um, he finally had a touchdown this week. Hallelujah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> took, a, took a year and a half. But now you get a, a, another guy who's, what, 24 years old, 25 years old? Yeah, younger six, than Velas. Yeah, he's like a year and a half younger than Velas. Or Velas. 6'3", um, 238, runs a 4'4", four, 4'4", four, four, Big, um, someone who's been known to, like, not afraid to pass block, not afraid to, like, do the dirty work. However, does kind of have, like, some baggage. Right. Yeah, some attitude issues or whatever it was. Did, I remember he did cost the Steelers a game last year on Monday night to the Vikings. Um, however, like I also do believe, like 
sometimes players need to change the scenery. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, you know, like he may Pittsburgh's kind of like in a weird stage that like I think Pittsburgh doesn't realize that they should rebuild, right? Just because the Steelers have never really rebuilt rebuild before. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's so been like a consistency. Pittsburgh's been in a spot where like they have like great um specifically on offense like great talent have had great talented players but they've all kind of had their own like issues like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Chase Claypool, Big Ben, like, <laughs> Big ben, like Chase Claypool to a lesser lesser extent than those guys but I I think what's nice is that I have faith in the coaching staff to you know yeah, sell that down. I think you're seeing that now with players buying into the system, right? Like you're not seeing the penalties that they had last year. If, if not... Matt Nagy was Chase Claypool's cl- coach, he would have been oh, leading the league in, in unsportable like conducts. Yeah, yeah, fucking disaster. Um, you know, I'm excited. You know, you're finally. I think obviously, the Bears, they know what the media is saying. They know what social media is saying. They know what Twitter is saying that you need to invest in Justin Fields. You need to invest in, invest in Justin Fields. And maybe this was always the plan, right? Obviously, you know, I did not see the press conference today. Um, you know, I heard it went well. But it takes balls to trade away your best player to get a player who's still kind of unknown, Chase Claypool. Solid player. He's only been in the league for three years. Has a long, Hopefully has a long career. Uh, winning Super Bowls here. But that's still, I think, very risky what they did. But if it works, man, holy shit. Like, it, it could be how you're they, stacking your picks and stacking your money. You know, this is what Dallas did in the late 80s to get all those picks in the 90s to build up their offensive line, to get Emmett Smith, to get help for uh, Troy Aikman, you know, and it seems similar. Well, and to think, like, <clears throat> two things about Chase Claypool. Um, to think you could essentially, if the Bears pick a receiver with their first-round pick or second-round pick, let's just say one of those two are going to be a receiver, you're going from these are got, these guys we had to start this year, you know, Pringle and St. Brown, to – High draft pick, receiver, Mooney, Claypool, maybe someone else in the offseason. You never know. That immediately is it like, frees, oh. It, it frees up a lot of space for your draft needs, too. Yes. Um, but also, the thing I like about signing Claypool is that I, he's probably the most talented receiver on the team, maybe behind Mooney, maybe, you know. There are different skill sets. Right. So I kind of different don't body like. types, too. Yeah. Um, but there, there are, there have been throws made by Justin like in these last few games because he's played great in these past few games where you're like the receiver needs to catch that like, right. And when you're throwing to uh, Pettis and St. Brown, you're like, well, they're they're those guys. Like I'm not, they're not big playmakers. There's kind of bodies. Pettis is now a, your three, and Pettis has made some plays, but Pettis isn't a one or a two. No. So, like, I think that, like, the plays that are the, – the balls that are thrown by Justin to Claypool, the ones where you're like, oh, I can see – I can see, you know, St. Brown dropping that because he's just, you know, a fourth-string guy, fifth-string guy. 
I have faith that play, that Claypool is going to make that, you know. And then right. him being a bigger guy frees up Mooney to do his thing. He doesn't have to be, you know, the number and one. Notice he took some shots this week against Dallas. Yeah, well, and they, I like they seeing, were not afraid to go against Dallas. And and you can tell too that I know he's coming back from injury. That Nikhil Harry is having a role in this offense, which is good yeah. to see. So he's I mean, another big body. I mean, he's I think, a big boy. Oh, oh, I know. When you see him, I think got uh, the the point of the game where like you saw him. It must have must have been the touchdown or like one of his first times in the game. I'm like, oh my god, this guy is a monster. Yeah. And even even if he ends up to be a three, you know, like that's great. A three four, like that's splendid. Yeah, and I think it'll putting Moody in a slot. I, I think what you can do now is you put Chase Clay in Clay Clay, Clay Chase Pool is a hard name to say. Chase Claypool. <laughs> Yeah, Chase Claypool. Um, you can put him in the slot. You know, he's gonna out. He's gonna body a safety. Uh, you can put Moody back in the slot. It gives you more, more uh, flexibility. Shit. Yeah, and you know, I think now they're starting to take shots down the field. Uh, Chase is someone who like can go downfield. Right, he's been known to have the most go routes in the past two years. I saw that on Twitter. Well, Andy, and um, he can also play the inside, so he's flexible himself. He's versatile, which is great. You know, like, give Getsy some more flexibility in his play calling, which is always great to see. And he's been, you know, his play calling and, like, just uh, game design has been the splendid as well. The thing was they got ahead of this before going into the offseason. Mm-hmm. Right. It sets, where... him, it sets him up for easier, Yeah. you know, all right. these holes to fill, like you mentioned. You know, and then the thing too with uh, with Roquan being gone, I know that it's kind of like the preseason darling. Like everyone's like kind of like, oh man, this guy's gonna be good. But Jack Sanborn, is he gonna be out there now? Is he gonna be? Hey man, time to step up. He made a yeah. couple tackles this week. Yeah, yeah, preseason darling had that yep. interception, for, uh, fumble recovery yep. game. Um, I I, I am worried. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. You, you go I, I am glad that they got ahead of the free agency because if they did not do anything, and to be right, like, to be fair, if they didn't make a trade today, I'd be totally fine with that. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. Picks. The only thing was you, go, you look at the free agency class for wide receivers and you're like, oh, boy, this is going to be rough. Yeah. Right? Like, you're going to be stretching on some people like Jacksonville did or even the Chiefs did. Um you know, with Christian Kirk and Juju Schuster, like, Juju hasn't been that good since his rookie year. Christian Kirk, I don't think, deserved all that money. Um, but now you can be like, okay, if let's say they have a top five or top six pick. I mean, the Bears are going to be pretty bad. They're going to be pretty bad going into these last few games. It's going to yeah. be very oh. tough. Um, and I think Bear fans understand that. But let's say they get a top six. They don't get... If they draft the number one offensive lineman on the board, mm-hmm. I think Bear fans will be happy. Yeah, I, I think that you don't have that. Um... And then you draft, or they draft the number wide receiver there who's on the board, and then they get the number of really high offensive lineman in the second round. Yeah, you know? you're not going to have that divide of like, we should have taken this, we should, like, it makes more sense now that we have yeah. played full. We know that the two biggest things, they still need a wide receiver. And they still need an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Right. But the nice thing is now with your offensive line, 
It's like Jenkins looks like the real deal. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he, dude, he's fucking mean. That Monday night game where people are trying to jump up and swap the ball and he just throws him down to the ground, mm-hmm. runs people out of bounds, he finishes blocks. Like, that's huge because the rumor was going in the summer that he may be cut or traded. And you're like, well, you just wasted a second round draft pick. Thanks. And, no. and another, and that's it, case? it's got to be a credit to, uh, you know, like this, once again, the coaching staff who are able to, like, there, there must have been problems beforehand, you know, that from the previous coaching staff, whatever. Right. And that probably led into when Eberflus and them took over, that there was just, like, conflict. But it seems like it's all squashed now or whatever, and they've got yeah, him playing I mean, great. Jalen so. Johnson had that same thing, you know, where it's just like, you know, who the hell are these guys to tell us to hustle type of thing? You know, yeah. it takes a while for people to build in. You know, the young guys definitely have shown that. You know, like mm-hmm. I think Brisker, Gordon keeps getting better every day. Dominique Robinson looks good. Um, you know, those guys don't have a problem hustling the ball because they don't know any better. Yeah, right? but so even like seeing like you. even seeing Eddie Jackson, and I know he's he's not a great tackler. I understand that, but like he just seems more. You know, of um, aware and just like he seems like he's hustling. He's like not just like walking to the pile and being like, ah, I don't need to, you know, hit someone here. Like he's, I've seen him come up and like he's got four interceptions this year. Yeah, that's what he's that's what he's there for. That's why you had Brisker to do what Eddie can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other thing about the Claypool signing, what I was gonna say is that not only is it a win because you got the receiver to first fields and whatnot, but the fact that the Bears beat out the Green Bay Packers oh, to get great. Claypool. It's great. Yeah, so I, I, it's we, didn't, there, I didn't know that. we didn't know that until about an hour or two after the trade came in. Um, and, you know, we haven't really talked about Green Bay as much. But, you know, if we were to play Green Bay, to be fair, they'd probably beat us right now just because our defense is now just completely decimated. Like... Mm. No Roquan, no Robert Quinn. They'd probably beat us in a very ugly game. But I think long-term, going into next year or two years, I think I'd rather be a Bears fan. Because, one, the picks. Two, the money. You have young talent. You have – you're not seeing the drama – you don't have you don't have the money tied up. Who are you don't have money tied it. up with yeah. Rodgers. And I think Rodgers, you know, I've talked to Packer fans and they are they're fifty fifty on the guy, you know, and it's it seems like Wisconsin politics type of thing. It's like a fifty fifty state, but uh, Rodgers kind of fucked you in the off season and Green Bay. You know, I'm for all players getting paid. I get that. Roquan, I hope Roquan gets paid, deserves it. However, do you pay that much money to a guy who's 38 years old? And what what's it going to do, right? And you, you give him that contract, and now you can't sign free agents, and you have to trade your best asset, which was Devontae Adams. Yeah, he wanted all that money, and not, he he wants all that money, and he's complaining that, 
you know, he doesn't have, have weapons and you can just see in his body language with these rookie receivers, like making mistakes because they're rookies and they're not like high, like top 10 draft pick right. rookies. And that's what they did with Jordan Love too, right? They, they yeah. could have, they could have gotten that top, you know, wide receiver or tight end and they didn't, which Rogers wanted. Um, and I, they are so convinced that they're going to win now that they're not looking big picture. Right, and this has been. And if you're a Packer fan, man, like your years with Rodgers and only getting a one Super Bowl, and obviously they went through us to get there and they won it. But I think the Bears would have beaten the Steelers in that 2010 2011 Super Bowl as well. Um, but to not get back and to lose, I don't know how many playoff games at home, right? Which Lambeau Field is like the ultimate. You know, home field advantage of how cold it gets in Wisconsin. But they, they shouldn't be in San Francisco last year. They were a better team. They were, you know, like Tampa Bay, they, they should have beaten, you know. And eventually I think that wears on them. And I think it could bring them down. And I think our stock is rising. Now, we, oh, have, yeah. to, we have to actually beat them. But we'll see. Sorry, I can't ramble. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. I I think the Bears long term, and not I'm not saying five, ten years long term, but one to two to three years, the Bears are set up to be to potentially be the best out of this group because Detroit, they're messing everything up. They have all this talent. They can't win games. I don't even Mid- know if they have talent. Yeah, talent I mean, teams don't go one and six. Yeah, when they just traded Hawkinson to the Vikings, so that's another thing. That's the, weird. The Vikings. That. That's weird. I mean, we just talked about the Packers and their problems. But the Vikings, I think they're just, like, uh, beneficiaries of a good circumstance where, like, the, the division's down. Packers are down. Their defense is, is good. They have, obviously, Jefferson and Cook. But, you know, Cousins is going to Cousins. Like, you're going you're gonna to trust Cousins against the 49ers. Yeah, and Thielen's getting older. Yeah. So it's and, – and I'm sure that uh, Jefferson's contract will be up. Who knows if they can pay him. So it's it could be just like a you know beneficiary yeah. of a good circumstance for the Vikings, but the Bears I think long runner set up better. I, I def, yeah, the Vikings are putting their chips in, right? Mm. You don't make a trade. You for them. them. That, that's where they're at as a team. They but. they want another big weapon, which T.J. Mm. Hawkinson will get you. Um, you know he'll probably be more utilized differently. I, you know, you put him on a team with Thielen and Jefferson and Cook, and you're like, oh, you're gonna get a lot more catches than being the only guy really in Detroit, which people fear, you know, yeah. or St. Brown um, also in Detroit. I forgot about him, but for forever, it was only just TJ Hawkinson. That's all he had. To be. Yeah. And then so it's like some schlub wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, it's weird that you see a, a trade within division rivals. That's, that's very weird. I would never see the bears trading within green Bay or Detroit or anything like that, but. Oh Yeah. I mean, they probably just offered him the best. They probably offered him the best pick, but. But I think long term, and I think this is the problem with the NFL, and I get the NFL stands for not for long, and it's true, but um, um, I I get that the process is painful, especially in a league that has so many turnover. Right, with teams going to the playoffs who weren't playoff teams before, being in the Chicago media does not obviously help where it's, you know, the highs and lows of 
wins and losses and how people look. And I, I feel like this team can kind of be like the 2014 Cubs in which you make some big trades at the trade deadline, you get rid of some fun people like Jeff Samarja, who's having a really good year, but you get a shit ton of draft picks coming back, you start padding up your bench, and before you know it, you're in the you're in the NLCS. Do I think the Bears will be in the NFC Championship game next year? Probably not. But there is a pathway forward, right? You're yeah. not stuck in this football purgatory. Yeah, and, and, and obviously baseball and football are different sports. Like NFL draft picks are going to make a significant difference earlier right. on in their career. And baseball. Yeah, than baseball. But I think the big thing that – the big similar, similarities that you would like to see between those teams and how the Cubs got their success is can the Bears get the free agents in the offseason? Like acquire yeah. who's, talented who's gonna be free their, agents. Who's going to be their John Lester? Yeah, we want – like how great would it be if – someone we signed this off season with all this cap space is like, wow, that was the, that was the best off season acquisition in Chicago sports history. You know, it was Lester, yeah. it was Hosa, like no bear is ever mentioned there. Yeah. Those are always the top two, mm-hmm. right? It's so, always, if you were to have a pick of Mount route, Mount Rushmore free agents, you know, it's like Andre Dawson, John Lester, uh, Marion Hosa is probably the best one mm-hmm. I would say. And then, you know, someone from the White Sox, probably maybe like Jermaine Dye or A.J. Brzezinski or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know, depending next year, you know, you get your guy who can kind of set the culture next this year, right, the free agent. Yeah. Say you, you, you win a playoff game you or you get to the playoffs, but you're like, dude, Justin is the real deal. Like, mm-hmm. he got MVP votes, he's a pro bowler, going to his fourth year. Uh, that's such a great recruiting tool, you know, like Yeah, who is who is now your Marion Hosa where you're mm-hmm. like, Holy shit, we got the ultimate game changer right now. This was the real missing piece. Yeah, like and I mean I'm sure we'll think we'll talk about it when we get to the off season or whatever. I don't know the Or big... off season two years from now. Exactly. <laughs> like we don't know who's I don't know who's contract. But yeah, but that's how it, when you look at Chicago championship teams, right? There's always been and the Bears were technically in this. But there's always been a module for teams, except for the White Sox. But the Bulls, the Blackhawks, the Bears, and the Cubs all were below average, had a sneaky good year where they got into the league championship series, right? Cubs mm-hmm. did, Blackhawks did, the Bear or and the Bulls did, right? Mm-hmm. And lost to the bully that they could never beat. Bulls couldn't beat the Pistons. Hawks can beat the Red Wings. Cubs can beat the Mets. They took that next step by getting another free agent, and all three went on to win a championship after appearances in their league championship series. Yeah, right. I'm it's always kind of been that formula. <clears throat> yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see how you know the direction of not only but this team in the next couple years, but just to see how it plays out the rest of the season. I can see like. I think in a team that has a coaching staff that doesn't know what they're doing, something like Denver, where you have um, a team with a lot of veterans, like it's we have a bunch of young guys in our team, that I think that they're going to respond better than other teams might, even though they people know that they stink and they're not going to be picked to win it at all. But I think they'll respond better. They might not win a lot of games, but, you know, 
see how see how uh, these guys play, see how Justin develops, if he can keep playing like he is. And then, you know, it might be good that the Bears – I was just thinking about this the other day. It might be good that the Bears are not a good team record-wise because, like, people might it's not fine. be – Oh, yeah, but, but, like, if Luke Getze, like, continues to call plays and, like, looks good as he is, he's not going to be, like, looked at as a head coach probably until, like, a few more years just because people are going to look back and be like, oh, he was the offensive coordinator for – the three and 13 bears, like why, like we're not going to think about him as a head coaching position. So I kind guess of maybe buys you a few extra years with him. I guess the Packers made the deal before the bears did. I think the bears offered the Ravens second round pick. The Packers offered their second round pick. And then the bears offered that then their yeah. second round pick. So they kind of, the Ravens got, or the Steelers got a better second round pick each time they got to offer. Gotta like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Bears did that with hiring, you know, some of their coaching staff this year and yeah. um, their GM, right? They didn't allow them to go to. They didn't allow Poles to go to Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I just think that people are gonna if people are coming into their free agent season and they have like a, just talking Packers and Bears. I know that like playing with the great Aaron Rodgers is tempting, but I don't know. I, I think that like if you go there, you're like knowing that it's like a soap opera with him and the craziness. He's 39. He's 39. Why not play? Why not play with the hot new toy, Justin Fields? Who? Here's the thing. Also, it's always been very hard for Green Bay to hold on to free agents and sign free agents, right? They have made mm. splashes in their history by getting Reggie White. Because Mike Holmgren made the greatest phone call ever by telling them, this is God, and I want you to play in Green Bay. Like, that's a great marketing tool. I'll say, you know, props to him. Mm-hmm. And they got Charles Woodson basically for nothing because Charles Woodson was struggling in Oakland. Mm-hmm. You know, and both of them obviously got him Super Bowl. But for the most part, like, those are people on the defense. You know? They, they, yeah. They've never gotten that big running back or that big game-changing wide receiver. Devontae was drafted in Green Bay. You know, they've always done a good job of developing their wide receivers. You know, Donald Driver um, drafted by Green Bay. Uh, Jennings, Green Bay. Um, and they stayed there their entire careers, but they haven't been able to get that free agent that could really make a difference and, you know, you look at it with the off-field drama with Rodgers. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of the fans are 50-50 on them. Yeah, I know a lot of fans – a lot of fans don't like the front office because of the reasons you just mentioned, being so timid at the deadline and on draft day and things like that. So I'm for, I'm for it. I love seeing Packers fans be – Squirmish. Losers for once. Yeah. Because what are they – are they three and five right now? Yeah, they're the same records. We are. I think we've actually scored more points now than they have. I mean, that's great. I, I love seeing it. There's a there's an old saying in sports or in life, and it's a uh, sucks to suck. <laughs> you know. A, I think that was uh, I think that was Vince Lombardi actually who said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did say that. And um, you know, but 
obviously hope the best for Oquan. Hope the best for Robert Quinn. Get ready, Bear fans, because the next nine weeks are going to be fucking brutal on defense. It yeah. really are. You're going to have to separate everything you read on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Don't listen to your old uncle. You know, there, there feels like there's a plan. I'm glad they didn't get rid of Montgomery at the trade deadline because Montgomery is a good pass blocking uh, running back and it would have exposed fields and he's already getting hit enough. But I feel like the offense could start really okay. Let's see what we can do. Oh yeah. Like either <laughs> someone called into ESPN 1000 and said, um, what was it that polls is trading Roquan and Quinn and all these guys so that they'll, be in situations where fields will have to pass more and that's how that they're going to evaluate them. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. That's why you draft the quarterback at 11, right? That's why yeah. they did it. Yeah, that's right. We're getting tired of game managers, but Kev, I'll be honest. I always want to beat Dallas because I hate Dallas and Dallas fans are annoying. Um, sorry. I know we have friends who are Dallas. I do not show any sympathy toward Dallas. You know, I know some of our friends will cheer for Dallas to be like, oh, I'm cheering for Dallas. I will never cheer for fucking Dallas. Um, I hate losing to Dallas. And well, I think when we were talking about, like, sports, like, cities, fans, you don't like, I think it was like just, like, cow- Dallas Cowboys, like, Mavericks and Stars fans, like, eh, whatever. But just, just Dallas Cowboy fans are. They're, they're in its own league. Mavericks, Stars, don't even care about. Mm-hmm. Or Rangers, whatever. The rest of their teams are fucking losers. Um, Cowboys just had this like sense of entitlement, and it did suck losing. They put a forty-nine burger on us. Um, but here's the thing: they are talented. We did, oh yeah, they're... we did predict that. I predicted that the Bears would beat them at the beginning of the year, and you know I did not predict that the Bears would win this week. You know, in our friend group. Um, I didn't think it would be that bad. However, I'm not upset about this game. Oh, no. Because Fields look great. Most points they've given up since that Sunday night debacle in 2014. But Fields look good. Look real good. Do you know who else looked really good? Braxton Jones looked really good. Hey, you did. He handled Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons made an unbelievable hustle play. That's what it was, right? He he got upfield. Cover the ball, fell over, got up and ran in, right? But he, sh- he should have been down. Listen, I don't care that Justin Fields didn't touch him down. I, I don't give a shit. I, I, after Cutler against the Chargers, getting out for the season, I don't need my quarterback making plays. It's a wild card spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no, I don't care. Braxton Jones dominated Michael Parsons. I already mentioned that Trevor Jenkins looks good. Jenkins Braxton looks Jones, good. if he looks good. Mooney looked good. Cole Komet had a really nice touchdown. Like, the Bears scored 29 points and lost. It's just like, okay. And, but they were competitive in that game. They, you know, like, the halftime got really interesting. They would have scored a touchdown there, right? It made it 28-24 going into halftime. I think it's a different game. Dallas obviously made the adjustments, um, you know, and just ran away with it, literally, with Paul. Yeah. And I think, and I think too. Let's say if the Bears came out and played as flat as they did, 
defensively against a team not as like talented as the Cowboys. They they could it wouldn't have been that bad. But the Cowboys are a very very good team. Dak looked good. I mean, Lamb and Schultz and Gallup and you know you saw uh, Pollard obviously. Oh, Lamb was unstoppable. I know. So it's if you play against like if you played against a team that wasn't a playoff contender, like probably like NFC Championship, maybe a Super Bowl contender, like right, right. You're not gonna, you know, you might have a better shot, but just the, the Cowboys are good. And here's take, the thing: take away that their offense was never the big thing. It was always their defense. Yeah. The Bears kind of kicked the crap out of their own defense. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, if we came out of there with, you know, with uh, experience for, uh, oh my God, I almost said Massey, uh, Jones. Bobby Massey, uh, Braxton Jones, Justin Fields. As long as those guys keep improving, I don't care how much how much we lose. You know, although I, if there was a chance for Fields to like make a game-winning drive to win the game, oh, I'm gonna that, root for oh, him. Right. Obviously, right. root for him to win. Yeah. But you know, if it's they're down by 14 with 10 minutes to go, and it's you know they're still working hard on offense and looking good, and we lose, I'll take it. I'm not yep. gonna complain. Yep. Which is kind of like what we kind of, we wanted is this offseason. We said, we don't think the Bears are going to be good. Like, they're not going to – if they're not going to make the playoffs, this is kind of what we want them to be bad record-wise but show improvement. Entertaining. Entertaining, Entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Scrappy. Do you think if they would have scored before halftime – I know they put up a field goal, but if they would have scored a touchdown, do you think that's a different game? I think we still lose, but I don't think we lose by that much. Yeah. 28-24 halftime score would have been ridiculous to see. I know. You're watching the game, I'm sure, like me, and you're like, this game's over. Like, this is going to be so hard to watch. Yeah, but they never felt, like, out of it. You know, it was 28-7, but they were, like, moving the ball. And you're like, this is, like, a weird game, you know? And it, It's it's a weird side to be on because you're so used to, like, we got to hold them here like because we got to hold them and stop them in order to win this game. But now it was like, oh, we got, like, we're going up and down. We're going to, you know. Yeah, it felt, like shootout. A big ball. it felt like a big ball shootout? football game. You know, I've never, no one never had this feeling before as a Bears fan. Right. It, and obviously the, the play Parsons made picking up the ball and running for a touchdown, that was, yeah. like, okay, that, that's yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, seal the deal. But this week coming up against the Dolphins, it's going to be probably another high-scoring affair, at least against the Bears. Hopefully the, the Bears keep up a pace with scoring. But Do you think, I mean – Miami made a big trade today. Um, yeah, two trades. Up. They made two. Who was the other one? I did not see that. Uh, they traded um, Chase Edmonds, their running back, for Jeff Wilson from the 49ers. And there might have been some other, like, uh, draft pick compensation, but they pretty much swapped running backs because now that okay. San Francisco has McCaffrey, they don't need Jeff Wilson. So now they have Mostert and... No, wait, hold on. Sorry. They, no, they didn't trade. Sorry. Jeff Wilson went to the Dolphins. I don't know what they got back. Chase Edmonds went to the Broncos. That's what it was. So they got Jeff Wilson and then got rid of their other uh, running back, Edmonds. But Bradley Chubb is the big big news. Yeah, so, oh, he's uh, good. So that's... Uh, we got Micah Parsons this last week and then Bradley Chubb this week. Big blocking assignment. Yeah. Um, 
hey, do you know what? You handle Parsons. That's dude. He's fucking good. We can literally do a show on Parsons. I did. He was great at Penn State. I did not think, and he was definitely worth a, a number one pick. And you know, he didn't play in the COVID year. I did not think he would dominate like he has. Crazy to think going against Bradley Chubb this week, you'd be like, oh, this is a downgrade. And, uh, yeah, and Bradley Chubb the person is playing. You know, one of the best outside linebackers, defensive ends, too. Um, you know, I think, you know, Braxton has looked good. You know, he had that one stupid holding call. But, you know, for a fifth-round pick from an FBS team, or an FCS, sorry, uh, that went 1-9. Southern Utah went 1-9. You mentioned it. Early, you mentioned it earlier in the show. You build your team with those fourth, fifth round picks. If you get your left tackle, oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. We'll take it. I think with Miami, one, we never beat Miami. I feel like Miami's like the team we never fucking beat. And it's not going to be like freezing cold here, like so you can't even be like, oh well, we played them in fair weather, but yeah. yeah. Even though fair fair weather is actually a myth. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I foresee it's going to be the Jalen Waddle Tyree Kill show. Like, I mean, if CD Lamb torched us, you're just going to totally expect two of those tech caliber guys going against you. It's going to be bad, but. Yep, and then get sicky over the middle. Yep. 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 Yeah, it's oh. going to be fun. But, you know. We'll I'm going to watch. We're going to watch Fields. Going to see Claypool. I might miss some of the game. I might miss some of the game just because of packing and stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, I, Miami is what? What's the record? Four and four. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do know that they lost a few when uh, Tua was out. So four and four, I think. Uh, Schwarber just homered. Oh boy. Six nothing, Philly. I know a couple friends at that game. And uh, I think they're gonna burn that stadium down. They're they're um, this is unbelievable what they're doing. So much for uh, Rich being the self-loathing Phillies, a Philadelphia fan. I, we it's, might have to bring him on. Baseball teams in the World Series, football team is undefeated. I I'm gonna have to call him. He's gonna have to get on <laughs> to explain this. I think yeah. also there's a few guests who I want to bring on. He's obviously one of them. To the perspective of a Philly fan. I want to bring my buddy Akshay on it because he is a person from Los Angeles who has become a Bears fan. Right. We lived together. We were roommates in Arizona for a little bit. You know, I would always watch the games when um, we were working. And, you know, we hang out. We go to the same bars. And, you know, we always go to Bear bars. And all of a sudden now he's, like, cheering for the Bears. And he goes, yeah, I think I like these guys. I'm like – it's a great, also, time to, great time to be... Uh, great time to invest. You're not, um, he's he's going to be early enough where he's not going to seem like a Fairweather fan, bandwagoner, if they get good. Yeah. And, and yeah. You know, it's also like, he's also like a... Like, most Bear fans are self-loathing assholes to themselves. You know? Like, pain yeah. and misery. And he's mm-hmm. like, I have a little bit of that, too. And I'm like, I think we should get him on. But he's also just a big sports fan in general with soccer. And uh, Los Angeles, he knows a lot about, you know, Lakers basketball. So I'd be kind of interested to get the perspective of a new Bear fan going into this. And I definitely think we need to get Tim's dad, Glenn, on. Because he might be our only listener, and he'd probably tell us what our problems are, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yell that Olin Krutz at a volleyball game. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Glenn. 
If felt- anyone's gonna be, that man's not gonna be afraid to say anything to. You see a former Bears player you know, give him crap if they sucked or talk about Roquan being traded in the middle of a volleyball game. Hey, love to see it. Love to you see know, it. Olin Krutz obviously has had his issues with the media, you know, when he's worked in the media and when he was a player. Um, so I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Olin Krutz pushed him around or punched him or something. Met him in the park a lot after the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, but yeah, you was, know, I think you had this game. I think we had it projected as a Dolphins win. Yeah, I'm gonna say another. I'm gonna say another high-scoring game. Maybe not 49, but I can see the Dolphins scoring. Like, like they just hit another home run. 34. Hoskins. Hoskins. Yeah. Damn, all their guys. Jeez. Oh my, that stadium is bonkers right now. I have it on silent right now. Me too, but I can like hear it through the TV. I think I can hear it here in DC. They're gonna burn that city down. Start start greasing up the poles. Yeah, for a game three win. <laughs> I, Rich is actually at the game today. He's going to three and five. He told me. Well, he's having a good time now. Yeah, I think him and his sister and her dad are there. I'll text him tomorrow. I'll be like, hey, make sure you didn't get into a fight or steal a cop car. <laughs> But, um, Kevin, I think we need to recognize this anniversary, too. It is November 1st. This is the anniversary of Orville Payton's death. He is, I think, everything the Chicago Bears should be. I have two Walter Payton jerseys myself. Um, you know, I think his stature, what he means, is definitely kind of like one of the ghosts of the Chicago Bears, right? The, the legend. Mm-hmm. You know, he... If there wasn't a Michael Jordan, Walter Payton would be the most recognizable athlete in Chicago. Yes, absolutely. It's crazy to think that, you know, only Michael Jordan can, like, eclipse someone as great as Walter Payton. Yeah. That's how good he was. Yeah. And, you know, I hate the bullshit argument that, you know, Barry Sanders is better. Or this, no, Walter is better than all of them. It's not even close. Payne has better high or Barry has better highlights. They're more exciting, but Payne's got an MVP. He's got the ring. You know, he played in an era where they played 14 games instead of 16 until like 81, where they went to 16. Um, Never only missed one game. You know, the 275 yard game where he set the record. He had 103 fever. He would, I think, dominate in today's game. He would probably be a slot receiver because how big he was. Well, and he could do it all. Like, he could obviously run the ball. He could catch the ball, but he could block. Oh, he, he could kill someone. He could throw. Like, he just, he's everything that you want. And, and not just, like, a running back, which is a football player. Right. The most I'd say the most pure football player ever. You know, the highlight against him against the Kansas City Chiefs where he, like, ran over their entire defense. And it was only, like, for, like, a nine-yard gain. You're like, holy shit. He's the best. And, like I, like you said, to be that great and to only have, really, Michael Jordan in front of you just shows how powerful he is as, as a human being, as a player. Absolutely. I might have to go watch some uh, highlights just to get the juices flowing again. The only highlights that might be better than Walter are Gale Sayers. Rest in peace also. But, you know, we have Lucky here. 
in Chicago with the amount of what we have four Hall of Fame running backs, three or four Hall of Fame middle linebackers. It is weird going back to Roquan that this is the first time the Bears did not invest in a middle linebacker. Well, let's see how, how well right. it's worked over the how many Super Bowls it got us. Two championships in fifty nine years. Yeah. So maybe maybe now we start going for the quarterback and see how that plays out. Also, do, are we retiring the orange helmets? We got it. We just play. I mean, they they don't look good. Like it's, you, I get it. Like you try it out, but they're done after this year. Yeah. It's got to be a joke with the guys on the team being like, yeah, like we look like markers. Yeah, we look stupid. Like we played like shit every time we wore them. Kev, how was your Halloween? Halloween was good. Halloween was really good. We uh, went over to my brother and sister-in-law's with uh, Hayes. Did some trick-or-treating. He was great. He was the hungry caterpillar. I saw that. Yeah, so he was the was, great uh, trick- was your nephew uh, Max? Yes, he was where Max. That's what I thought. Where wild things are. Um, yeah, but no, it was great. It was, you know, the, the town that they live in, they were, everyone was like dressed to the nines and like the houses were all done up. Everyone passing out candy, like good as can be. We, we obviously went there, so we left a bowl out on our porch, but where we live, like we don't get too many people. Um, but we have a ring camera, obviously, so we can see whoever comes over. And there was people who took all the candy. Like, I mean, we still had lots of candy left over, but the people who were taking handfuls, adults, not even kids. It was oh. the weirdest thing. Like if, I, if like three teenage boys or like middle school boys dump the whole candy in their thing, I would be like, ah, you know, kids being kids. Like I would have done the same thing at their age. But like, I mean, I did it. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're 12 years old and you see a big pot of candy. You're like, ah, your, your brain stops working. You were just dump you a it kid in. who uh, took your bedding or your, your pillow sheet, your pillow covers? Pillowcase. Yeah, pillowcase. pillowcase. Yeah. yeah, I was a pillowcase kid. Yeah, like, I, you don't see a lot of pillowcase kids anymore, man. No, no, it was it was weird too. Like, so we only we didn't stay out super long trick or treating, being with two and three year olds. So after that, we went back to their house and we're passing out candy. But there were so many kids. Like, we'd all take turns passing out candy, and there were so many kids who didn't have bags. They just like held out their hand. I was like, where are you putting that? Starving like, kids. Yeah, I was like, what, what do you? You're going to put that in your pockets? Like, how much yeah, room do you got in there? That's dumb. I'm assuming they had, like, a parent holding their bag, but, like, why not just carry it were up? Were they little them? tykes, or were they, like... Some were, some were little, some were, like... Some were little, but most of them were, like, seven, eight, nine years old. Those kids, oh, my... That's, like, the prime age. Yeah, and I'm like, if you had a bag, I could give you more, but, like, you're only able to hold, like, one fun-sized candy bar, so... That's dumb. Yeah. Those kids are dumb. Yeah, the, the number one costume I saw was, I think I texted you last night, was the astronaut. Shit ton of astronauts. A lot of astronauts. And Just it wasn't like Buzz Lightyear, Mandalorian. They were like, they had the, the, the entire like white or blue or orange zip up with like a NASA patch on their shoulder. Smart kids. I must have saw about seven or eight of them. I saw, I saw a lot of Eevee, the Pokemon Eevee. I saw a lot of Harry Potter. I mean, that's a big one. Um, beat out Spider-Man for me. And Spider-Man, I always feel like, is the number one costume. For yeah, I saw I did see a lot of Spider-Man. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I don't know. Maybe was it on sale? Or is, like, is NASA like cooking something up over there? Like, uh, I, I, I do know a person who works at NASA. 
So I could text her that. Um, but yeah, I mean, my dad told me he saw ten Spider-Mans. I think so many Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a lot of Spider-Man. Astronaut, astronaut won this year, and I, you know what? I salute the astronauts because that's an original costume. I saw, you know, the inflatable costume, like the sumo wrestler, the T-Rex, all those. I saw a sumo wrestler yesterday. It was a mom uh, wearing it. That was pretty Oh, good. nice. I uh, I saw a new inflatable that was, like, unique. I've never seen it before, and it was awesome. It was a balloon animal. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, My oh. My mom had the inflatable wacky person you get at car dealership shows. Oh, wacky inflatable like, two-man. Yeah. I was like, that's good. I like that. Uh, all right. I did the Bear Super Fan. That's what I went as. Love it. Yeah, you and Floor look good. Thank you. Yeah. It's always great to see the bears being repped, having some sausages and some beers. Do you know how much that costume cost? Well, how much did the mustache cost? Did you have the mustache already? No. Floor drew it on with her eyeliner. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Love. Best costumes are free costumes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anything else, Jackson, you got before we wrap it up? No. Uh, embrace the tank. Get those picks. Watch out for the offense. Hopefully the offense explodes. We can see growth. Bear down. Bear, bear down. A quick score prediction before we uh, sign out. Uh, I'm going to go 31-24. 31-24. I'm going to go 30, 34-23. Something like that. Okay. Three pa- – no, two passing touchdowns for Fields. No rushing touchdowns, but no inter- no interceptions. He's got what, three rushing touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. Just don't get hurt. Be good to go. Yeah. All right, with that, Team Bear signing out. Catch your podcast on Spotify for podcasts anymore. You get your podcast and go Bears. Let's get a win on Sunday.